Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Today on The Nuanced Life, we are going to talk about college beginnings and graduations, lessons learned during a divorce, and commemorate a very special story of Michaela getting her first tattoo. We're so excited that you're here. We hope that you enjoyed this month's bonus episode on patreon.com slash the nuance life, where we talk all things social media, social media and business, how we think about our kids, how we manage our time around social media. If you haven't checked that out, head on over to patreon.com slash the nuance life. First up, we are going to hear from Kelly. Her oldest son graduated from college last week and will be starting law school in August. That's very exciting. But what she really wanted to commemorate is his little brother, who was diagnosed with hydrocephalus at five weeks and had emergency brain surgery. And while he's been a little slower to hit milestones, he has ventured through school at the same pace of his peers. He's learned coping skills with slight modifications to navigate some short-term memory issues. He was so excited to attend the same college as not only his older brother, but most of his family. It's a very important college to them and their family. But when he got there, the perfect storm of adjusting to college, changing medication, the stress of a close family death, all of those within a month, he started having seizures again for the first time in four years. He persevered, but barely. His GPA was not good enough to get into his desired major, and he learned and he struggled. And I can only, it makes me terrible, but I can only imagine how hard that was for Kelly to sit back and let him struggle and manage this and learn new coping mechanisms. He struggled through the second semester and had another mild seizure, but a little bit more mature, a little bit better equipped, slow gains. And so she is not only celebrating the college graduate, but she is celebrating and commemorating her new college sophomore because Jack is back in school. His GPA has soared. He has found a new major that he's very interested in that dovetails with his interest. I love this part. She says, he absolutely radiates when people ask him how his first year went. I'm so stinking proud of this kid who, when he had the first surgery 19 years ago, had no guarantees that he would walk and talk, much less be a successful college student. His path is different than mine or his dad's and most certainly his brother's, but he has found a path. And for that, I am grateful. Kelly, I'm struggling over here. Well, I think, Kelly, there's so much to commemorate, not just for both of your kids, but for you and your husband getting them to this point, because the fact that he has found a path meant that you and your husband allowed him to do that and gave him space, probably when you wanted to control things Mm -hmm. and advocated for him in times when things were hard and knew how to hang back when you didn't need to do that advocacy for him. And so congratulations to all of you on this beautiful new picture of your family as everyone's finding their own way. This gets me right 
Right in the heart, I have, um, as most people know, a youngest son. My youngest son, Felix, suffered a stroke before he was born, so he has his own struggles. And I think what just really touches me about Kelly is that she allowed him to create his own skills. And what I think about a lot, and it sounds like something Kelly thought about a lot, is that I never want to treat Felix like a problem to be solved. It's just his journey. It's just his path. It's different. Different doesn't mean less. And I'm so inspired by the way Kelly talks about Jack and his struggles and how he got skills and he had modifications and he struggled, but he kept plotting and how she supported him in that so that he could find that path and that he could soar and how he just inspires and radiates joy for those around him. That's exactly what I want for Felix. And I just thank Kelly so much for sharing this with us. And I also want to say, I think that there is a really beautiful philosophy or lesson for all of us with multiple children, no matter whether or not they have special needs or particular physical struggles, because that just brings into sharper relief something that is true for every child, which is their path is going to be different, right? They are going to have struggles And they're going to have to find a way through them. And sometimes it's going to be us as parents just supporting them and standing on the sideline as they figure that out and just keep plodding through these difficulties. And there are going to be peaks and valleys and everybody's outcome and everybody's challenges and in particular, everybody's particular coping and skills that they develop is going to be different. And that is so difficult when you have multiple children to look at and figure out and make your peace with and allow. Like, I I remember one time telling my therapist, like, yes, I understand my children can't have a perfect life. I would like them to have my own particularly choice of highly controlled struggles that I pick carefully select for them Um, and then very carefully present them with solutions that they pick the one I want them to pick from the beginning. But that's just it's not how it works. Um, And I realize that on a logical level. But my... Deeper self with my big feelings. Man, it struggles with that. Well, this is an area where, you know, we are markedly different because I it makes my stomach turn to even think about that kind of control. I mean, what do I know? Like, I want them to live life and meet whatever it has for them. And I want to do my best to be a support system and a guide through that. But oof, I don't want to pick things for them because I I don't think I would pick the things that allow them to live their best journeys. And it I, I would just make myself crazy trying to try, I think. Oh, man, it's just so hard. We were at the drive-in movie theater and, and Griffin walked up to these kids. And, you know, they seemed older than most of the kids around. I think he was drawn to like, oh, these are some older kids. I don't have to be down in the the lawn with the little kids and he kind of followed them around and I think he tried to step up and say something or introduce himself and they were like can you go away and I was like I want to murder those children like I can't I can't handle it or my friend right now was talking about all these girlfriend dramas her oldest son is is working with like this girl who is following her kid around and wants to hang out wants to hang out and then she asked him out for a date he asked her out for a date and she's like no like, I right now, I just don't think I'm up for it. Like, I just can't. It, oh, it just feels like my heart is shattered into a million pieces every time someone is mean to my kid. And so I just want to, you know, carefully select, like, some fights with people, close friends that he knows love him already, 
and not have anyone ever be mean to him. I don't know why that is not available to me. Jane has been immersed in girl drama throughout the second grade. I don't know what it is about second grade, but it seems like that's when all the girls learn how to be mean to each other. And I found the first couple times she talked to me about it, it pulled at me like, oh, I don't want this for you. But as we've talked about it more, it is such a great opportunity to talk about the kind of people that we want to be and what we want to care about in life. And I have tried to flip my thinking from, oh, this hurts me so bad on your behalf to, oh, I'm so glad you're choosing to talk with me about this. And the best thing I can do is show up in this conversation in a way that makes you want to come back to me instead of kind of owning all the emotion of it for myself. And I find that the more we roll through this, the better Jane gets at navigating it. And it just makes me so proud of her. And so I am really kind of loving the struggle because I see what it is making her. It's like getting to watch something be forged in a fire. And so I'm I'm really grateful for that. I mean, I'm so glad he comes and talks to me about it. But I think what the other problem is I don't have a great answer for him. I don't have a great answer for... Yeah, you have some weird interests and some people are going to call you weird. Do you want to stop paying attention to this stuff enough? Like, I don't – it's just, just such a hard thing to kind of help him navigate through because what I really want is for his feelings not to be hurt. I want everyone to accept and love him just as he is because that's how I feel. I mean, I still remember the first time we were at a playground and he was maybe one or two and I watched a child deliberately step on his hand and I about came out of my skin I thought, okay, like I could, I, 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 it would took every ounce of self control I had not to pick that child up and throw it to the other side of the playground because it's just like visceral. Like you hurt him on purpose. Why would you do that? <laughs> like it's just, I can't. Oh man, I just, it's such an intense reaction. It's hard for me to be present in the moment, see how I'm reacting, and not just follow that emotion down into the tunnel of, no one ever harm my baby or I will harm you. I think the honesty of I don't have a great answer for you is what brings them back, though. Because if you said, here is some kind of glib response about how life is always okay, what's the point of talking to you? Yeah. When I say to Jane things like, sometimes people are just moody and it makes them really annoying. And in fact, here are all the ways that I've been annoyed today. Because being annoyed is part of being a person then I feel like I've actually been helpful to her, you know, and we are having a conversation and she feels like she can be helpful to me in some of those moments. And that's really good. Now, you have to keep that in the range of appropriate, right? And still not make it about you. But I think where you can kind of illustrate that what you're going through is normal and will be with you your whole life. So best to find a way to deal with it. I don't know. I just I love those conversations. We were at a restaurant the other day. Griffin wears a ring, like a silver ring with a Zelda symbol on it. He used to have a pineapple ring he bought at the beach that was kind of became his thing. And his friends kind of busted on him, but he liked that it was his thing. So now he has this other ring. So he's in the bathroom at the restaurant and these kids are like, why are you wearing a ring? And he's like, he, he kind of, I think he got, gave them a snarky response. They flicked water on him. He came out and he was like, I guess I'm just a person. Everybody's going to think is weird. You know, this kind of downtrodden. And so our first response was, well, let's find an answer for next time somebody asks you, why do you wear a ring? And because they were like, are you married? People only wear rings and they're married. And I said, you should answer, yeah, to your mom. And Nicholas was like, that is not appropriate, Sarah. I'm like, I'm just trying to help him. So we finally settled on 
he actually went up to the kids and said, I'm sorry for flicking water on you and walked away. Because I was like, listen, just own your responsibility to it and then they can sit with theirs. That's all you can do. You can't control them. So if you feel bad for flicking water on them, just say you're sorry. But man, it took me a while. My first immediate response was your mama jokes, which is probably not my strongest moment. It was a good joke, though. Well, I think that all of us from different places just want the best lives for our kids. And I can imagine that when your kid starts life with emergency brain surgery, that that instinct Mm -hmm. amplifies in ways that Mm -hmm. sitting here today, I can't even fathom. And so, again, Kelly, we're just so delighted for your family. And thank you for opening up thoughts for us about how we parent our own children. And I know that lots of people are going to be inspired by your story. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Is there... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. This is exactly what we just talked about in the previous segment. Sometimes you need help assessing. Sometimes you need somebody like Kurt or like my therapist, Beth, that can say, is this working for you? Are you happy in this? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com NL and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. For the Nuanced Life listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com NL. Our next commemoration comes from Whitney, and I'm just going to read her whole message because I think it is going to land so hard with so many of you. Whitney says, I'd like to acknowledge the end of my 10-year marriage and my impending divorce. At 31, there is so much I would say to my dear 21-year-old self. First, I would say, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Thanks, Maya Angelou. Second, I would say, you are not responsible for anyone's happiness but your own. You cannot make someone live a life they do not want to live. Sheer will alone is not enough. I know you think you can change him or be strong enough for the both of you, but sweet one, you cannot take responsibility for another person's wounds that you didn't create. Third, I would say you are enough. You do not require validation from others to exist happily in this world. The only person you have to please is you. 
While the last 10 years have been more heartache and struggle than happiness, I did receive the most amazing two gifts, my son and daughter. I am dedicated to being kind but firm, even when I have no reason to be kind, because I know they are watching everything I do. Their future relationships depend on how they see this pivotal moment play out, and I want so very much for them to have all the stability and certainty that I can provide. And for so long, I sacrificed my own joy in an effort to build the happy life I thought they needed. I denied what I knew in my heart to be right. I didn't want them to look back at me and say, why didn't you try harder? Now I accept that it is not my sole responsibility to create a happy life for them. And while I cannot guarantee that life will be perfect or happy for us, I can promise I will be there for them no matter what happens. My word for 2019 was grace. And boy, am I learning to extend grace even when it's hard, even when I don't want to, and even when people do not deserve it. Because sometimes I'm undeserving of it too. I am learning to accept that while my marriage has failed, I am not a failure. For the first time in a long time, I have joy and hope even in the midst of sorrow and sadness. Oh, man. It's so good, Whitney. (sighs) I really loved Whitney recognizing all of the responsibilities inherent in this situation. Like every time she talked about, I'm not responsible for anybody else's happiness. I'm not responsible for wounds I didn't create. I'm not responsible for making my kids happy. I was like... Amen, Whitney. Those are Mm hard-learned lessons in life. And once you learn them, there really isn't a ceiling on how meaningfully you can live, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. It's But here's the thing. You don't learn that, at least in my experience, you don't learn that lesson once. Like, it's just you have to keep learning it. That's why it's so hard. You have to keep learning over and over again that, like, at least for me, that, that voice that bubbles up and is like, you can control it. You can control it and make it happy for everyone, including yourself, because you will have control. It's just a it's a constant conversation I have to have with myself. I think you carry those moments through really hard struggles, particularly divorce. You know, I had a friend once tell me who had a very, very friendly divorce, and she said, it doesn't matter how friendly it is. It's still hard. Like, it's just, you know, it's on that list of top 10 most stressful things you can go through for a reason because we put so much societal expectations on marriage because we put so many societal expectations on side women in a marriage, especially women who have children in a marriage. Like there's just all these layers and we carry those expectations and a lot of times they're stealth and we don't even know they're there and we're trying to control all that. And so when you can let that go with grace and not carry sort of the messages about what divorce means. I mean, I just, that is like, it's so important. And I think those moments when you learn those hard lessons through something big, it's like you just sort of build up this, I don't know if tolerance is the right word, but this like, you build the muscle. And so next time, it's not that you don't ever have to remind yourself of that lesson or learn it in a new way about a different thing, but the muscle is so much stronger. You learn it quicker it feels like you bounce back a little bit faster when you go through something as hard as a divorce. It hit me, too, when Whitney talked about how she's not a failure even though her marriage failed. And I started thinking about mm-hmm. what an odd word fail is to apply to a marriage. We use it all the time that way, but that's so strange. When I was quitting my job to do what we do full time, I had a conversation with my boss at the time, and he said to me, I said something like, you know, even if I fail, I want to give this a try. And he was like, Beth, failure is not even on the table here because whatever happens, you're going to meet so many interesting people. You're going to learn a ton about yourself and about life. There is no way that you can fail. Now, 
Are you going to be able to do it forever? I don't know. But failure is not available. And I think that's true about marriage, right? Failure is not really available because whatever happens, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and about other human beings and about how you want to live. And so I wish that we could kind of get away from this is the path. And if you don't follow this very narrow path, something has gone wrong and more like it's just time to shift. You know, it's time for a new season. Yeah. I think commemorating that change of season, that's why we do the show. But it's so important just looking back and really registering. Like, I love that she, listen, I love a list, first of all, in all situations. But the fact that she's like very carefully reflected and been like, okay, here's what happened. Here's what I learned. Here's what I'm taking with me because that cuts, you know, failure is the voice that says basically all is lost, right? And what she's done so perfectly here is saying all is not lost. Here is what I gained through this experience, even if it didn't have the outcome that I wanted. Here are the lessons I learned and here's what I'm taking with me. And that's how you change the narrative and you change the story you're telling yourself about these hard moments. Because would you want to be the person that you planned to be without knowing these things? I don't think so. Right. Like I I saw I think Allie Worthington posted something on Instagram earlier this week about, oh, I'm so thankful I didn't get what I thought I wanted. And I think that that's a lot of what applies when you find yourself in a situation like this and you make a decision like this. You're saying, oh, you know, I didn't get what I thought I wanted. What I got is going to allow me to have a really beautiful next chapter. I want to sing Garth Brooks. Thank God for unanswered prayers right now. You can do it. Every bit of self-control I have not done. I don't know why you would even exercise that self-control. Why spend that energy that way instead of just singing the song? Sometimes I think. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. God, for unanswered (laughs) prayers. You told me to. I love Garth Brooks, and I'm not sorry about an internet that wants to make me feel guilty about loving Garth Brooks. Not sorry. Hey, remember that time that we got lost because we started talking about 90s country music? (laughs) Yes, and we drove, like, far, y'all. It was far out of our way. I mean, we probably walked an extra mile or two. We we were walking. We were walking. But it Uh, was, like, ten blocks It was a long way. It was honestly such a long walk that someone could write a really good country music song about how lost we were. I had the best. This is unrelated, but I feel like this audience will appreciate it. I came up with the best idea for a country song. We were out with our friends on the lake, and we'd been out all day, and we realized the cooler was empty. And my friend said, the beer is out, and the boat rides over. And I thought, that is the perfect country music song. Beer's gone. Boat rides over. I don't know why that hasn't been written yet. Right? <laughs> it's good. That's how good it is. That's it's like, good. surely this exists already. It's like how I feel about Lake Street's dive. Must have been something. How had somebody not written that song already? Well, Whitney, I think your metaphoric cooler is full. You're getting on <laughs> some new boats. We're excited for you. We will be right back after this short message from our sponsors. Some things are good for our skin. Others, not so much. 
Did you know there are over 64 skincare mistakes most of us are making? Sarah is quick to point these out for me in our conversations. <laughs> I just got anxiety. I was like, oh my God, 64, which ones am I doing? Some of them could be seriously harming your skin. I know I've made a few of them before. I have definitely put my skincare products on in the wrong order. I have also used the same products year-round instead of recognizing that my skin needs different things in different seasons. So I was really excited to learn about Beauty by Design. With Beauty by Design, you never have to make another skincare mistake again. Beauty by Design gives you a completely personalized skincare routine while providing everyday guidance from experts. Beauty by Design connects you with a live esthetician that you can text for free for life. Your esthetician picks from her huge arsenal of skincare products to create over 5,000 possible regimens. Everything is personalized for your needs with options at different price points. The Beauty by Design process is super simple and convenient. It's under two minutes. I answered a few questions about my skin and sent a selfie, and then I had a short consultation with my esthetician that turned into me asking a lot of questions and got a detailed diagnosis and personalized product recommendations. Hello, I'm your stereotypical millennial who's like, oh dear, I probably need to start thinking about skincare in a more serious way. And I've really increased my knowledge, but honestly, it just feels like the more I learn, the more I need to know. And that's why I think having the esthetician to walk you through why you need vitamin A, what order you need to put on vitamin C and all that stuff is so helpful. Go to beautybydesign.com life and use the promo code life. First time customers get 20% off. That's beautybydesign.com life and use the promo code LIFE to get 20% off. Last, we have Michaela. It's very exciting. She says, I'm commemorating my first tattoo. She's like, it's odd. It's not odd. There's no such thing as an odd commemoration, everybody, okay? So she says it all started in December 2012 with what felt like a UTI. After six months, eight to 10 medical professionals and a lot of tears, I was finally diagnosed with pudendal nerve pain. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. One of the main nerves that runs through my pelvis was constantly irritated, causing pelvic pain, pain with sitting, and sexual pain. That sounds awful. Michaela, sounds awful. She put on a lot of medication. She was relatively pain-free. She moved to Texas. Her husband urged her to try physical therapy. She had to drive one hour, one way each way, to get this physical therapy. And she said, I was actually listening to one of the first episodes of The Nuance Life about pelvic health, nearly in tears while driving to my appointment. They immediately diagnosed me with a cartilage labral tear in my hip joint. It was confirmed by an MRI. After four years, it was finally diagnosed that my irritated nerve, muscle spasms, and pelvic floor disorder all stemmed from your her hip. It's crazy. I had surgery to repair the tear in 2017, and since then I've cut my medications more than in half and have been able to be as active as I want to be. 1.5 years after the surgery, I decided to commemorate my progress with a tattoo to cover my scars. I got a bird tattooed on each scar. It has been a long and painful journey that was hard to explain to most people. The stigma around sexual pain and pelvic health made none of the process any easier. I'm glad I had the support of my husband, my therapist, and doctors that helped me get where I am today. Yay, Michaela, this is so Awesome. First of all, I just feel like people, there are people, I'm, I'm 100% confident that there are people who already exist who went through their whole life and are almost through their whole life with this problem never correctly diagnosed. I feel very confident of this. 
I think that's got to be true. That area of the body is so complicated. It's a mess. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know anything. And how ridiculous that we can't talk about this stuff. I don't know how to normalize. You know, I think all the time about normalizing therapy. If I meet you at a bus stop, I'm likely to tell you that I see a therapist every two weeks. Because that's how important I think it is. And I feel like we have to overcorrect for whole of humanity until now, not being honest about our mental health needs. And I feel like we're just going to have to start doing the same thing about pelvic health. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a complicated area of the body. Listen, don't get me started. I could do a whole podcast on how people don't take women's pain seriously. And so combining that with this very complicated area of the body with not enough medical research around it, with not taking the pain seriously. Again, I think she should not just be commemorating the tattoos and coming to the end of this journey, but being able to advocate for herself and keep trying and keep going and finally getting it freaking fixed, man. The loveliness of bird tattoos covering scars. Mm -hmm. Michaela, I don't know what you do for a living, but I have a feeling that it runs very deep. And Mm -hmm. I think that is just a gorgeous way to... Acknowledge what's going on in your body. And I love that. Yeah, she's like commemorating. It's an act of commemoration. We're like commemorating her commemorating. It's very meta right now. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Nuance Life. Keep sending your commemorations. We are stacked up right now. So if you haven't heard them yet, it's not because we're not going to do them. It's just because they're stacking up right now, which is awesome. We love we love when we see all the commemorations coming in. So keep those coming. And until we talk to you again, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener supported. Go to patreon.com slash the nuance life. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.